Greetings, friends and fellow citizens and fellow patriots. Welcome to this week's edition of the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. My name is Tom Zawistowski, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm the president of the We the People Convention. And this podcast is brought to you by the donors to the We the People Convention. And we thank all of them for their very generous donations that allow us to send out the emails and, and uh, you know, stories that we send out every day, the texts, the messages, and to allow us to put on events and travel around the, the state and the, and the country, you know, talking to patriot groups about what we are most concerned with, and that is protecting and defending our individual freedom, liberty, and prosperity in our Constitution and the American way of life. So welcome to all of you who are new to the podcast. Uh, Thank you to everyone who uh, watches it on a regular basis. I greatly appreciate the emails and and text messages that you send uh, in support uh, of this podcast, and I also appreciate very much the, the constructive feedback and, you know, suggestions for ideas for stories and just materials you send us ideas just can't tell you how important that is this is this is not my podcast this is your podcast our it's a weekly news summary show and we're just trying to focus on you know cut out all the noise and focus on the things that are really important to you that impact you and so that's what we do in this show. And uh, again, we thank you for joining. We hope you will tell others about this. Uh, you will share our website at wethepeopleconvention.org. You will sign up to get our text messages and our emails right on the front page so that we can keep you informed about what uh, is going on. But let me just make one thing totally clear. This uh, podcast is not just about talk. It is about action. We are here to take action. We are not just observers. This is, you know, we, this is our lives. This is our livelihood. This is our future. And so, you know, when I talk about various stories and things, I will also intermix with that, you know, things that we need to do, that you need to do to help protect and defend your own individual freedom, liberty, and prosperity. So, uh, you know, thank you for joining us. I've got some good things uh, prepared for you today. I hope you'll enjoy the show. So let me uh, start by saying that last night on uh, February 12th, or excuse me, March 12th, Friday, uh, my wife Nanette and I were uh, privileged to be able to attend the uh, Bringing America Back to Life Convention, which is held in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, every year. It is the largest pro-life convention in the country. Uh, our good friend Molly Smith and her tremendous organization runs that event, and they uh, just have a tremendous you know, the, the speakers they have are just off the wall, incredibly good. Uh, it was special for, for me uh, personally last night because I got to see uh, an old friend, Charlie Kirk uh, from Turning Point USA, give an incredibly just intelligent and, and well-presented uh, pro-life message as a keynote speaker on Friday night. And I was really appreciative that Charlie acknowledged me in his opening comments. He talked about how the We the People Convention was one of the first groups to ever let Charlie uh, Kirk speak. Uh, I'm thinking it was probably at least eight years ago that he spoke at our We the People Convention. And he was so gracious in uh, coming up to me and thanking me for that and, and offering to speak at our events in the future. And we, we will have him there. Now, the good news is, is that they did something different. You know, because of the COVID nonsense, it's really hard to have these events. And fortunately, things are starting to lift. And, and so it'll be a lot easier. 
But one of the things they did at the Bringing America Back to Life convention this year is they live streaming all of the events. And uh, it's, it's going on again the second day is today, uh, the February, uh, March 13th, Saturday. And I'll be going up uh, this afternoon to, to participate in some of those events. But you can actually uh, watch the live stream by going to bringamericabacktolife.org and, and, uh, you know, clicking on the, on the link uh, to watch that. They are also going to post on Rumble and YouTube, uh, all of the videos. And so Charlie Kirk's video will be posted, uh, on Rumble. Rumble, just search for bringing America back to life and you'll get their uh, Rumble account. And I, I just want to tell you, you know, mark it down. I will probably link to that on the We the People Convention website because um, Charlie just did an amazing job. And I want you to hear what he has to say about the young people today who are more pro-life than maybe any generation in the last 50 years and that how we're winning the fight for life in America and and how key that is to the other fights we're fighting. So uh, I just want to you know, share that with you and ask you to you know to to go and, and look at uh, Charlie Kirk's. If you just go Charlie Kirk's podcast, he said he's going to post the video on his podcast. So maybe even by Sunday, it'll be up on Charlie Kirk's podcast. So I just want to share that uh, with you and, and and some good news about what's going on you know, with young people. And uh, you know we're a big supporter of Turning Point USA. I hope that you are as well. Well, I hope that you give to them. Uh, speaking of giving to people, uh, President Trump made some waves uh, this week when he uh, announced that he he says no more money for rhinos, and uh, I thought that was that was great. And he's basically asking people to give to his pack instead of giving to the Republican Party. And everyone asks me, you know, which is the right you know, pack for Trump because people who advertise that they're raising money for Trump that aren't affiliated with the Trump organization. So you can go to donaldjtrump.com to get to the website where you can uh, donate to his Save America pack. And so this is a situation where President Trump is moving towards our position. Now, I've made the case for you in the last two weeks podcast that, you know, we do not think President Trump should be a Republican. We don't think that anyone should run as a Republican. I've made the case that the Republican Party is corrupt, as is the Democrat Party, and that you know you cannot fix a corrupt organization. And so what I encouraged President Trump to do was to do what he's doing now, start a pack, ask the 74 million people who voted for him to donate to that pack, and then to only use that pack money to elect people who believe in the make America great, you know, values, right? Merit-based immigration, you know, reduction of taxes, uh, you know, smaller government, uh, pro-life, pro-family, uh, you know, pro-police, pro-military, you know, uh, that type of stuff. And so what I think President Trump is trying to do is he's going to try to do that in the Republican primaries. And, you know, he said, he said in his announcements, he says, no more monies for rhinos. They do nothing but hurt the Republican Party and our great voting brace, base because they will never lead us to greatness. Send your donations to the Save America PAC at DonaldJTrump.com. We will bring it all back stronger than ever. Now, the problem with that is, is that the real power of the parties is in their primaries. And in Ohio, in a lot of states, the Republicans endorse in their primaries, 
which is just a mortal sin. In other words, we, the people, if we are in the Republican Party, we should be able to pick who we want for you know state house, state senate, governor, treasurer, U.S. Congress, U.S. Senate, president of the United States. We should pick that in our primary. But the Republican Party routinely basically you know, endorses to tip the balance. Now, what do I mean by tip the balance? Well, one of the most important things in elections is their slate card. And so when the Republican Party in your state endorses in the primary, they spend your money that you should never give to the Republican Party. Don't give the Republican Party because they spend your money to send out these slate cards to every voter in the state saying, here's who we endorse. Well, if you're not on that slate card, your chances of winning are just tremendously reduced. The amount of money you have to spend to overcome that slate card endorsement is really just too much for most candidates to overcome. And so that's how they fix it. The Democrats and Republicans rig their primaries so that in the general election, you don't really have a choice. You can only vote for who they chose, not who you chose. Well, what President Trump is doing wrong here is he's basically going to try to have it both ways. He's going to have you give your money to his PAC, and then he's going to try to support people in the primaries who are against running against the rhinos. But if the Republican-controlled party, the establishment Republican-controlled party, endorses, you're going to, President Trump's going to spend a bunch of money, okay, that he's not going to have them to fight the Democrat, socialist, communist in the general election. That's why you shouldn't play that game. He's moving our direction. We'll see if he gets it before, you know, too long. We shouldn't be running in the Republican Party. And I know, and go to the webpage, right? I've had a lot of feedback from all of you. Go to the webpage and look at the, the article where we said, you know, President Trump should not run as a Republican. And there's a letter that I wrote to the president. And then there's my answers to your objections that follow. And you'll see how I argue against your statements that, oh, splitting the vote will only make sure the Democrats win. Not true. Okay. Don't start another party. Don't run as independents. You know, reform the Republican Party. Can't be done. Read my answers. Okay. He's getting it. He needs to understand you can't win a rigged game. The only way to win is to not play their game and make them play yours. Run as independents and support independents. In the meantime, do follow President Trump's wishes. Give to his Save America PAC. That's what you've got to do, okay? And you can do that by going to DonaldJTrump.com. Again, that's a mistake. He's got a Save America pack. He's using a URL that's DonaldJTrump.com. Those are mixed messages. And he didn't put the word party in his pack's name. That's also a mistake. They're figuring it out. We'll see what happens. Now, I do want to uh, make an announcement about an event that I'm going to go speak at. Because of COVID and all the restrictions and, and all the other things that have been going on, I have not been going out and speaking very much. But that is about to change. And if you go to wethepeopleconvention.org, you will see at the top of the page uh, a thing that says events. 
when you click on that, you will see events where I will be speaking, uh, and you will also see a link where you can request that I come and speak to your group. Um, I am going to be speaking on uh, Friday, March 26th, a couple weeks from now, at the Calvary Chapel of, of the Harbor in Huntington Beach, California to a group called Patriots for Liberty Uncompromised. And if you go to wethepeopleconvention.org, click on events, you'll see that uh, event and you'll see a link there for how you can get reservations. We have, I, I checked my database, we have 406 people who are members of our organization just in the Huntington Bay, Beach general area. And so I'm expecting a lot of you are going to want to come out and see me speak on February 26th. And so we're working with the event organizer. We may even have two shows, one in the afternoon and one in the evening, so we can accommodate a large enough crowd. But if you if you want to come see me in California, you can do that uh, on February, uh, March 26th. And those of you around the country, if you if you think it would be valuable for me to come and speak to your group, I would be uh, happy to do so. Uh, just go to uh, wethepeopleconvention.org and click on the events link, and then we'll you know we'll be uh, you know seeing our how our schedule plays out and whether we can accommodate you. Okay, so uh, you know, I'm excited about getting back out and meeting with all of you. Uh, it, it's really good for me. Uh, it helps me understand, you know, what you're thinking, what your concerns are, helps me uh, address that. It makes our organization stronger. So, um, you know, anybody, that, you know, that's interested in having me come speak, you know, uh, let us know and we'll see if we can uh, fit it into our schedule. All right. So speaking of speaking, you know, the imposter in chief, uh, you know, uh, you know, Beijing Biden, uh, you know, missing Joe Biden spoke uh, about COVID on the anniversary of COVID. And, you know, I know folks, you, you think that uh, sometimes I get too aggressive in, in my speech, but literally one of Saul Alinsky's rules is basically to lie. And Democrats literally don't, they are so practiced at lying to your face that they, it's just like breathing. Okay. So Joe Biden comes out with his speech, uh, and the first time he's really made any kind of speech, it was horrible. He's reading a teleprompter, but most of all, he opens a speech with an outright lie, okay? So here's what he said, okay? He talked about truth and how Americans are owed to truth, but with, with his third sentence, he said, a year ago, we were hit with a virus that was met with silence and spread unchecked. What? Spread unchecked? The hell are you talking about? A year ago was March 12th to 2020. The virus was the lead story in all newscasts. The lead headline of the New York Times was U.S. to suspend most travel from Europe as world scrambles to fight pandemic. That very night, President Trump held his own televised address informing Americans of the latest travel ban and other steps being taken to fight the virus. He'd already cut off travel from China back on January 31st, Joe Biden, and a move that Joe Biden condemned at the time as xenophobic, you liar. So when people say, you know, did you watch the speech? And I say, no, I did not. Because, ladies and gentlemen, you don't, we don't listen to liars. One of our fundamental values is truth, being honest. That's part of our Judeo-Christian heritage, okay? Lying is a sin, and, and I've told you on this podcast before that when I, we first started getting into the politics with the Tea Party movement, we would have these people just 
these politicians just lie to our face and we'd say, wait a minute, that's not true. That's a lie. And they say, oh, that's not a lie. That's just politics. No, what Joe Biden said this week is a lie. He knew it was a lie. He said it to you with to America. He didn't say it to you because I think most of you didn't watch. With a straight face. That's evil on its face right there. If you can look people in the eye and lie to them, you are the most evil person you can be. And Joe Biden and all the rest of these communists and China lovers aren't exactly that. And so, you know, they, they signed this fake COVID bill, right? And we talked about how this was going to come down to it, it, you know, that we probably couldn't stop this. I said to you last week that, you know, we, you know, this was one thing that they were doing under uh, budget reconciliation. And so they only needed 51 votes. And, and Joe Manchin made some compromises in, in the Senate and then it went to the House. Okay. And then the House basically just accepted the changes the Senate made. And basically they got rid of the minimum wage thing. They cut the uh, unemployment benefit from $400 a week to 300 so that people wouldn't make more on unemployment than they were making working. Okay. And they threw in some bogus thing about uh, you know, the schools can't take the money unless they have a plan. To, start to open up a plan. Yeah, that trust the unions on that. So we did a, 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 a post on our website that said what's in and what's out of the stimulus. You're getting your $1,400. Let me put this in perspective for you. The bill is $1.9 trillion. Of that, like $640 billion is for that money that's going to Americans who make under $80,000 a year. Okay, so you're going to get a check of $1,400, and I know some of you really need it. We are on Social Security. We don't need it. I, they shouldn't be giving checks to people who don't need it. If you haven't lost your job, if you, are, if you have been going through this, you're a government employee, if you're a teacher, you've been paid. You don't deserve this check. But they're sending these checks out as a stimulus, don't you know? But here's the point. If you decide 1.9 trillion by the number of adults in this country, you, your children, our children, our grandchildren are going to pay $5,600. So they're taking $5,600 from you and they're giving you $1,400 back. Yeah, how's that make you feel? You feel good about that? Yeah. Think that's think that's great? Yeah. Not so great. Anyway, so they made some changes, you know, and, and the $129 billion, billion dollars for K through 12 schools, quote unquote, to help them open up. Yeah, here's a little clue for you. From the previous, quote unquote, COVID relief bills, okay, that were passed last year, the schools have a trillion dollars they haven't even spent yet. This $129 billion won't be touched by schools till 2023. What's 2023? Geez, what's right? 2020, right before that. Yeah, that's the midterms of 2022. This money is payola to the unions to pay them to help rig the 22 elect, 2022 elections like they rigged the 2020 elections. That's what this is. That's what the Obama 
stimulus in 2009 was. Remember, we need shovel-ready jobs, $850 billion, which at that point, 12 years ago, that's a lot of money, okay? We, we talked billions then, not trillions. Yeah, that $850 billion went to unions and red states that paid off for winning the 2008 election. They stole your money. They just stole $1.9 trillion of our money because it's going to bail. How about the Teamsters Union? $74 million to bail out their pension fund. Why are we bailing out their pension fund? Aren't they supposed to fund it with their union dues? Yeah, yeah, theft. In our article, it says this is theft. It's not, it's not a COVID relief bill. They fooled you. They lied to you. And that's all Americans heard when they did the poll. This bill was extremely positive, uh, popular. People voted for it. You know why? Because all they heard is you're going to get $1,400. Yeah, 30 pieces of silver. Sell out your country. So now we couldn't stop that. We talked about that. We've got, a, a, you know, we've got this HR1. We talked last week about H.R. 1. This is to legalize all the voter fraud that they did in 2020 illegally so that they, the Democrat communists, will win every election going forward and we will have, we will be Venezuela. We will have one party rule. There will not be two political parties. That's what H.R. 1 is. The Equality Act, which is not about equality at all, it's about prejudice it's about you know getting rid of free speech, getting rid of religious freedom, attacking America through this bogus critical race theory, transgender mental illness issue. Okay, that's coming up. Now we've got gun. The gun bills are coming. Now the gun bills are coming. Right? Uh, the you know they the House is uh, voting on items HR eight, the so-called universal background check legislation would criminalize the private transfer of firearms. And the second bill, H.R. 1446, sometimes inaccurately described as legislation to close the Charleston loophole, would undermine the Second Amendment right by permitting the federal government to delay a firearms transfer indefinitely without proof that the transferee is prohibited from possessing firearms. These are gimmicks. These are things that are intended to do what? Infringe on your Second Amendment rights. That's what these communists are doing. They're destroying our Constitution. They're attacking the First Amendment, the 14th Amendment, the Second Amendment. They don't believe in America. They believe in communism. They're destroying our Constitution. They're trying to get rid of, rid of your right to vote. Okay? We talked about the fact that these are not under budget reconciliation and that these bills, you know, the Senate where the Republicans are in basically a 50-50 tie, but they have the tiebreaker with this vice president, quote-unquote, the illegitimate vice president. So in these other bills that are under budget reconciliation, it's you have to get 60 votes to stop the filibuster. Now, this is critical. And we've talked about Joe Manchin from West Virginia. And I sent out a message to you this week, if you don't get our texts or emails, go to WeThePeopleConvention.org and sign up because I ask you to do things that need to be done, okay, that need to be done. And so, we, you know, we've been talking a lot about Joe Manchin, and Joe Manchin plays a key role here, 
okay? Because Joe Manchin and another Democrat in Arizona have said they will not, they will not agree to drop the filibuster. And so the filibuster is one of these things where if you are the minority party and you want to stop something from getting passed, you literally filibuster it. You keep talking until they drop it. And the way to drop the filibuster is the other side has to get 60 votes to say, we're overruling you, we're stopping, okay? And Joe Manchin has said he's going to protect that, except now he's starting to waver. And Joe Manchin has put out a couple of things that are pretty concerning. He, he said on Sunday, Manchin suggested he would be open to bringing back the talking filibuster, okay, which would require lawmakers to actually get up and give speeches if they want to stop legislation. I, I, if you want to make it a little bit more painful, make them stand there and talk. I'm willing to look at it any way we can, but I'm not willing to take away the involvement of the minority, he told Meet the Press. So what he's saying is, you know, politicians being who they are, lazy you know, not willing to fight the fight, they long ago made a decision that we could uh, we could do filibusters and you would just declare a filibuster and they wouldn't go through the whole routine of you uh, standing there and talking literally 24 hours a day, that's what a filibuster is, to stop the legislation. They just waived that. Joe Manchin is now saying, well, I won't cancel the filibuster, but I'm going to make you actually do a filibuster. Oh, that's a big change. But then he goes further. Then he goes further. This is concerning, okay? Now, in an interview with Politico, Manchin appears to have gotten even more specific about the changes he would be willing to entertain. And this is bodes poorly for our ability to stop these heinous, anti-American, anti-constitutional bills. Now, Manchin says he thinks that either the majority needs to come up with 60 votes to overcome a filibuster, or the minority must come up with 41 votes to sustain it. It's a short passing paraphrase in an article, but it, it basically says that he would actually be willing to change it. So now, during the filibuster, they could declare that you've got to come up with 41 votes to sustain it. In the past, one senator and Ted Cruz and Rand Paul have done this. One senator could filibuster. Now Joe Manchin is suggesting that the minority party would have to get 41 votes. Now, the Republicans have 50 senators. They should be able to come up with 41 votes. But what I'm saying to you is Manchin is playing games. He's wavering. Donald Trump won West Virginia 70-30. All of you in West Virginia, all of you around America, you need to start calling Joe Manchin's office. You need to be challenging him. Does he, he calls himself a conservative Democrat, which is, doesn't exist anymore, but he claims to be one. But he just allowed this COVID relief bill to pay black farmers reparations. I'm not making that up. Do you think the, the voters in West Virginia think it's right that because of the color of your skin, you're going to take our tax dollars, and you're going to tell black farmers that you, the government will pay 120% of their mortgage on their farm. 120%, not 100%. Our government is going to take our money to give only black farmers, okay, 
120% of their market, but not white farmers. That's against everything we believe in. And Joe Manchin just voted for that. He needs to be held accountable. All Democratic senators need to be held accountable for this heinous, anti-American, communist bill. I'm asking you to call and write Joe Manchin this week and all the time. He's got to defend our country and our Constitution, and you got to make that clear to him. So I want to bring that to your attention because this is serious stuff. If that happens, if this H.R. 1 passes, we're in a different place, folks. We're in a different place. Now, I'm going to talk now about states and how we got to fight these fights in the states because we're just not getting any representation at the federal level. And fortunately, there are lots of states passing legislation to reform election laws. And we're going to be doing more of that. And you've got to be on your senators and and state House members and your governors in Republican states, including Pennsylvania and Arizona and Georgia. Okay? And we're going to talk about Wisconsin here in a minute. But let me give you some idea of how states are fighting back. In, In Texas, because of the horrible immigration disaster Greg Abbott, the governor, launched Operation Lone Star to respond to the border crisis. It deploys National Guard, DPS officers, air, ground, marine, and tactical border security assets to deny to deny Mexican cartels and smugglers the ability to move drugs and people into Texas. So here's a case where states are sovereign. They are also sovereign. And they are National Guard. And so Texas is moving to defend its borders. Arizona is looking at a similar thing. Oh, but New Mexico and California, no, no, let all these cartel people in. And the Biden administration has invited this disaster. Folks, when Obama was president, they had a 1,000 people a day crossing the border, and they called it a crisis. There are now 5,000 people a day crossing the border and the Biden administration won't call it a crisis. Multiply 5,000 by 365. That's the number of days in a year. 5,000 people a day, that's 1.8 million people, undocumented. And what are they doing? They're giving them $1,100 of your money. And... They're not testing them for COVID. They're putting them on Greyhound buses to go anywhere in the country. But that's not a super spreader event, is it, Dr. Fauci? I don't hear Dr. Fauci telling President Biden, supposed President Biden, fake President Biden, that this is a super spreader event. I don't hear Gavin Newsom saying that. Yeah, but you got to keep your masks on, right, in California? But we're going to bring in thousands of undocumented illegals with COVID into your state. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's going on. But states can stop it. And Texas is acting to stop it. And so I talked about them coming across the border because they're literally going through the holes in the border wall. But there was a story we posted this week at WeThePeopleConvention.org that I thought was really interesting. The wall can be completed at a state level and Texas moves to do so. A Texas House member put up a bill that said, we're going to pay, Texas is going to pay, that they can take the land 
using eminent domain and for you know for the public good, and it would be for the public good. This is one case where I would support eminent domain, and they basically can finish the rest of the wall in Texas. Wow. Let's do it. But see, so here's so think about it. We talk about you know, and I just said that if they pass this HR1 and this equality bill and these gun bills, that we're in a different place. Well, we've talked about secession. And we're going to talk more about secession because that's where we're headed. But my goodness gracious, I just showed you Texas is having to defend its border like a country and have to build its own wall like a country. And they're, and they're also talking like Florida did and other states about reigning in big tech like a country, why shouldn't they secede? They're not getting any help from our federal government. Our federal government is stealing from them. They would be better off as their own country. Interesting. Interesting thought. Okay? All right, so we're going to take a, a short break and then come back and cover some other important uh, you know, stories. But you're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast, and my name is Tom Zawistowski. The We the People Convention News and Opinion Radio Program is paid for by donors like you. You can donate to the We the People Convention and support our cause by going to wethepeopleconvention.org or by sending your check in any amount to We the People Convention, P.O. Box 6211, Akron, Ohio, 44312. All right, and we... Definitely thank everyone who does donate. You don't have to donate. I've gotten some really good emails uh, this week. People said, I'd like to donate, but I, I don't have a job. I can't really do that. And, I, and, and listen, listen, you can donate if you can. But what's more important is that you share our message, share our, our texts and emails, that you come to our website, that you get others to do so, Right. But most of all, that you act on the things that I ask you to do. So yes, donations are great, and we get—I mean, oh, it's uh, the notes you send. You know, people just send five a five-dollar bill in the mail. God love you. Others give a lot of money, and God love them too. But this is what not what it's about. We've gone for twelve years without having a whole lot of money. I haven't been paid in twelve years. I work forty to sixty to eighty hours a week doing this for our country, at great damage to our family business and to our personal retirement and things like that, because we have to do this. I don't get paid to do this, but your donations help me have the resources to do what we got to do, because I can't fight without weapons, without tools. I can't buy full-page ads in the Washington Times. I can't run commercials nationally on Salem Radio without your donations. Our text messaging and stuff costs thousands of dollars a month. So that's what your donations do. And so we greatly appreciate them. But we also greatly appreciate you. It's not about the money. It's about our country. It's about our individual freedom and liberty and prosperity. That's what it's about. And, and, and I, my role, my function is to try to help you, to pro provide you with the resources, give you the guidance, educate you. Okay. And that's what we try to do here. So let's dive into some more things that are really crazy going on. So we put out a story about uh, what's going on in Maricopa County. And, 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 and we said all along, after this debacle, 
you know, on the 6th of January and then the 20th, we said we must prove the fraud. In Maricopa County, Arizona, hats off to the Republican Senate of Arizona who've been fighting tooth and nail with other Republicans. The Cindy McCain, John McCain's, you know, wife who supported him all his life because she was rich and he wasn't. They're with the Democrats. They're fighting this. They cheated in Arizona, I believe we will prove. But this week, we, they finally agreed, uh, they, the courts ordered the Maricopa Board of Elections to turn over the ballots in the machines, and they pulled this stunt where they took all the ballots out of a secure facility, put them in trucks without being asked to do so, and then sent this snarky letter to the Senate saying, well, here's the ballots. Where do you want them delivered? They took them out of a secure facility illegally, put them in a truck. The Senate never asked for it because they're not ready yet. Okay? And what do they do with the trucks? They put them in a warehouse that's not secure. And God love the, the, the patriots in Arizona who've been dogging these people. So they go and they see that these trucks are unprotected and then they find ballots in a dumpster that were shredded. Now, what's happened is the Attorney General of Arizona wants to charge the patriots who found the shredded ballots with being in possession of, of illegally being in possession of ballots instead of going after the Maricopa County crooks who shredded them. So that fight's going on. And the Senate is standing strong. And they're going, they're going to put these ballots that were shredded back together, and they're going to look at the machines. But this is the kind of fight that we're fighting. Okay? And I, and I want all of you to remember that we have a page on the WeedyPeopleConvention.org. If you, on the, on the front of the page, there's like four blocks. Okay. One is about the podcast. One is about, you know, stop, uh, you know, get off of Twitter and Facebook. And one says election fraud. We update that with these stories so you can keep a running account of breaking news with these election stories. And there is a big election story that just came out this week. Newly revealed emails show Green Bay officials gave keys to the 2020 election to a New York Dem operative. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking figuratively gave the keys. I'm talking about the mayor of Green Bay, Wisconsin, and the other Wisconsin five, the five largest communities in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, right, Madison, Green Bay, they took money from the Zuckerberg people. And then they, they drove out their own election officials, okay? The documents show that Green Bay clerk, city clerk, Chris Teske, initially resisted Spitzer Rubenstein's efforts to correct or cure absentee ballots returned to her office, but eventually amidst the intense pressure of the campaign, gave up. This guy, this Zuckerberger operative in Wisconsin, wrote to the election officials. This is a non-election official, a non-government official. This is a Democrat operative. He wrote, can we help with curing absentee ballots that are missing a signature or witness signature address? Spitzer Rubenstein wrote to Teske on October 7th email. What? It ended up that the election officials ended up resigning, taking a leave of absence before the election, and this Spitzer Rubenstein person had the keys to the, the uh, building where all the ballots were being counted.
Let me read this one check. While Spitzer Rubinson was given the keys to the room where the absentee ballots were stored at Hyatt Regency checklist, a Hyatt Regency is where they did this because they needed a big convention center, okay, in Green Bay. The Hyatt Regency checklist instructed staff, do not unlock Grand Ballroom until Michael Spitzer Rubenstein is with security when unlocking the Grand Ballroom doors. He doesn't even work for the government. How many, you know what that means? Cure these absentee ballots? That means these are fraudulent absentee ballots that had didn't have signatures, had wrong addresses, and they were allowed to cure them. You know what that means? Yeah, they count for Joe Biden. Oh, these ones for Trump? Yeah, those are thrown out. There's got to be legal ramifications. Now, the governor is calling for the Green Bay mayor to resign. Resign? I want to know how much bribes he got from Zuckerberg to do this. I want Zuckerberg charged. You people in Wisconsin need to go berserko. And you know what? God love you. I'm so proud of you. Because guess what happened? Protesters gather in Green Bay, Wisconsin to demand an investigation into left-wing outside influencers colluding in running the November election. Zuck Bucks bought in, brought in New York Democratic lobbyists to cure the ballots. And there's a video of, of our people, of patriots in Wisconsin, outside the Board of Elections, outside the governor's office, outside the representative's offices. How dare this go on? You need to go nuts in Wisconsin. This is, an, this is insane, but this is what we told you. Oh, no voter fraud. No, remember? No voter fraud. Nothing to see here. Supreme Court keeps rejecting. Oh, yeah, we're not even going to hear the case. You have no standing. Uh, there's a, you didn't have a period on the, right, on the paper in the right place. Yeah, no voter fraud. There's plenty of voter fraud. I told you we would prove it, and we will. History will show. Joe Biden was never president of the United States. Kamala Harris was never president. These senators were never elected. History will show that. Now, can we reverse things? I don't know. But I know one thing. Once Maricopa or New Hampshire, right, where they, they saw the voting machines change the ballots for all Republicans, 6%, they're doing an audit. Okay? Their Senate's acting. In, in Pennsylvania, they're acting. In Georgia, they're acting. We're going to disclose this. When that happens, we're going to have the moral high ground. Now you're not going to be able to say HR1 is legal. No, no, no. We're going to be able to say we want paper ballots. We want these machines gone. We want hand counting. We want photo ID. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, and we're going to prove that this ballot cheating was massive, and it was in all 50 states and in all kinds of races. It's not our imagination, but there's, there's some evidence that's pretty, you know, disgusting. What's also pretty disgusting is that now the people who were participants in the coup, the people who were spying on Donald Trump's campaign and undermining his campaign, they're now getting jobs. They're getting rewarded by the Biden administration, right? Susan Rice. She's now been appointed by Biden, right? Couldn't have been more involved. She was in the meeting when, when Biden talked about charging General Flynn with a bogus, you know, uh, this, that Logan Act. Susan Rice did that. Um, Samantha Powers, 
She's been appointed to a new position. She was the person at the UN who the investigation into Russiagate showed that they had unmasked illegally hundreds of political opponents. Okay, and to remind you all, the unmasking was that the government has, that people in government have rights. Some people, you know, the president, the vice president, different heads of agencies can file a thing to unmask people who are involved with talking to foreign governments or whatever to find out why they're doing that. You can't do that with American citizens. Susan Powers or Samantha Powers did that with hundreds of people. She's claimed it wasn't her doing it. Somebody else was doing it. But nobody investigated the fact that someone was fraudulently unmasking American citizens. No, no, no. They just left it at she did hundreds of them, which was wrong. And then she claimed it wasn't her. Now she's got a new job, right? Uh, John Carlin, he was on Mueller's staff. And he also was involved with Annie McCabe and the FISA documents. And I'm going to talk about that piece of crap in a minute. And then... Um, this uh, Victoria Nolan, she worked with Steele. She actually, this Victoria Nolan is now on the in the Biden administration again, right? She was actually working with Christopher Steele to to help get the dossier distributed to people to help undermine the president's campaign. You're now paying their salaries. You, the taxpayer, we're paying for these crooks, these people who committed a coup. They just got rewarded. And so this guy, okay, let me just focus on this John Carlin guy. This is a guy who worked with Mueller when he was the FBI director, okay? And he was in, in, involved, uh, he is now like uh, the acting deputy attorney general, and he's the guy that is, is being so aggressive about you know, arresting everyone who was involved with January 6th. This is the guy who's pushing this thuggish, FBI, DOJ, over-the-top assault on liberty that is, that is treating people who merely trespassed like they stole government secrets, right? He's the one pushing this narrative of an armed assault and an insurrection, which is a total lie. This guy's a piece of garbage. During the Obama administration, he was you know, with uh, Mueller, but he was also involved with the FBI's crossfire hurricane investigation of the Trump campaign. According to testimony by FBI lawyer Lisa Page, Carlin was receiving briefings on both Andrew McCabe, uh, briefings on both the Clinton and Trump investigations directly from Deputy Director Andrew McCabe. Page testified that Carlin was kept abreast of the sort of investigative activity that was going on and said that Carlin might call over to Andy McCabe and sort of make his team's pitch to continue to go after Trump. This guy did that. And what is that resulting in? It's resulting into this. The FBI sent in an armored vehicle with a turret, two vans, six FBI vehicles, and three local police vehicles to arrest a young father who attended the January 6th rally. This young father is a, a, a military veteran who served in Iraq who didn't do anything wrong. Why would you send an armored vehicle? Why would you? They, they went into his house they, because, you know what they said? Because he talked to two Proud Boy members on January 6th, his wife and his little child had to wait in their car for eight hours while the FBI 
took apart his house and he has been arrested and is being held without bail in our country on a veteran, a military veteran. Now, to your credit, we've already had $100,000 donated to help his legal defense. And I am going to be looking into the We the People Convention filing suit because this is tyranny. This is the Roger Stone treatment. And I tell you, I, and if those of you who listen to the podcast, you'll know that last year I talked about that you got to be tough. you got to fight them the way they fight you. And I said to Donald Trump, and I talked to, about it, that we needed to do this to the fat guy, Meathead, from All in the Family, who is such a Trump trasher who gives money to who? Antifa and BLM. I said, if we would have sent the FBI to do a raid like this against Meathead's house in Hollywood under the RICO statutes, because you can't pay someone to kill you, to beat you up, to rob your store. That's against the law. That's what these donors from Hollywood do with BLM and Antifa. They're paying for people to riot. They're paying their bail to get them out. If we would have done that to Meathead, the money for Antifa and BLM and the whole commie left would have dried up. And we didn't do it. Guess what they just did to us? They just did that to us. They did the same thing, not as egregious, with a, a Senate candidate in Ohio. Had the FBI come to her house unannounced. We cannot be intimidated by this thuggery. That's they are. They're thugs. The FBI's reputation is zero. They're Stasi. These people all should be arrested. They've been criminal for decades. Comey, Strzok, Page, all of them, Mueller, Christopher Wray. Christopher Wray is a criminal, the FBI director. He's nothing but a commie activist. He's a coup instigator, Christopher Wray. Wouldn't know justice if it bit him in the face. So here we go. So you want justice? Yeah, the family of Ashley Babbitt. The woman who was shot and killed in the U.S. Capitol, they're now looking at suing because it was unnecessary use of force. She didn't have a gun. She didn't have, everybody was unarmed. As I said last week, they didn't find anyone with a weapon in the whole crowd of hundreds of thousands of people. And they call it an armed insurrection. It wasn't armed and it wasn't an insurrection. And a police officer shot dead a, an army, an Air Force veteran of 14 years who was unarmed. And now they're looking at suing. They should sue. But will she get justice? Will her family get justice? Yeah, here's what the left gets. This is amazing to me. Minneapolis leaders approve $27 million settlement for the George Floyd family. million. The trial hasn't even been held. The trial of George Floyd hasn't even been held yet. Why would you give them $27 million on a civil settlement? The city council voted for that. You think Ashley Babbitt's family is going to get $27 million? What's racist? Who are the racists? 
Yeah, and then, and they're giving away your money, Minneapolis taxpayers, right? That's whose money they gave away. It's unbelievable. So, you know, we just got to keep fighting. We can't be intimidated. We've got to expose the fraud. We can't stand down because they're saying, oh, you were there on January 6th. No, no, they've charged close to 300 people. Now, they're letting the Antifa rioters to people who killed policemen, who burned billions of dollars of the business, they got let out that day. They were booked and released. We've got probably 20 or 30, including this veteran, who are being held. For what? They say they've charged close to 300, like 280 people. With what? Trespassing. Okay, they trespassed. It's a misdemeanor. They're bringing them all to Washington so they can be tried in the corrupt D.C. courts. There's federal courts all over this country. They should be tried in their home area. This is your government trying to intimidate you. This is tyranny. This is worse than King George. Listen, we are not going to give up. We're not going to give in. We will, we will resist tyranny. We will win this. We will win this. Now, before we close, I want to talk about, you know, COVID and the mass. Okay? Here we have a situation where the, the, the number of deaths, the number of cases are dropping like a rock. Are dropping like a rock. And so now we've got five or six more states that, you know, that are, are saying you can drop your mask. You know, Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, Iowa, you know, are doing this. What most people don't realize, I'm showing a map on the podcast, is that there were 11 states that never said you had to wear a mask. 11 states. You know, Idaho, North South Dakota, Nebraska, uh, Arkansas, Missouri. I mean, excuse me, Missouri, Oklahoma, uh, Tennessee. South Carolina, they never said you had to wear a mask. So now it's starting to turn. And it's because we are doing all that stuff. Okay? So that's how you fight back. You keep pushing. In Ohio, our House and Senate just passed a bill to override the governor's authority. In New York State, they passed a bill to override the governor's authority. So we're making progress. We're fighting. Keep fighting. And then I talked to you in the in past weeks about this fight at the local level. Fight for your schools, okay? And the anti-American propaganda in your schools. So go to that page on our website and do the FOIA request to find out if your schools are doing the, uh, you know, the critical race theory, the 1619 project. You first got to identify who's teaching this garbage to our children. Then we'll talk about how we're going to stop them and get it out of our schools. So go to the wethepeopleconvention.org and look at that website again and send this to the schools in your area. We gave you the letter. Just copy it, send it as an email or mail it. Okay? And then we'll help you figure out what to do if they're doing this stuff. All right. So I'm going to wrap up the podcast. I thank you for joining us. Tell other people about the podcast, okay? And, uh, you know, send your comments to me at info at wethepeopleconvention.org. And, um, you know, we will listen to you. We will, we will use your material. A lot of material we got today came from you. i sure glad you decided to join us. Please get others to watch this podcast. And please get our texts and emails. And we'll, you know, we'll keep you informed. You're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. And my name is Tom Zawistowski.